It's starting. We're going live. Episode one. This actually isn't controlling the volume. Does it work? (laughs) You can just slowly turn the volume down. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Technology. Okay. Eventually, we'll start editing these videos and stuff. That'll be fun. And they're not natural in live. Yeah. Well, just to start and end. (laughs) She cried already. (laughs) It's a little early today. We have... Yeah. uh, Family commitments this afternoon. So we're going early. So we're drinking coffee instead of wine. Plain coffee. Um, But a cool drinking game would be to take a sip every time Nova wines. We have a dog. She's about to turn one, and we don't know why. She's just very vocal. Not barking, just whining. She's a little needy. Oh, my gosh. Um, Oh, well. But otherwise, we can get into uh, office construction. We should have loaded the pictures onto the computer so that you could show them. Oh, yeah. Slideshow. Next next week. Next week. We can put them in the comments. Okay. Yeah. There's a, so yeah, the office with the um, framing, wooden framing Mm -hmm. is being done and the um, loft looks really good. That was fun to see in person. Every time we would go in there, we know there was going to be a loft and you just have to use your imagination and say, I think it's going to be about here. Maybe about this high. Yeah. And you're like, is it too big, too small? But seeing it kind of framed out, you're like, yes, it's good. We made a really quick last minute change to the layout. Oh, I was confused by the bathroom. This is good with Brittany. Yeah. Because I want to said something before next week. It was like written in chalk and then written, scratched out twice, yes. like where the bathroom and the shower is. Yes. It seems confusing to me. I was like, I trust you guys. You'll yeah. figure it out. I know where but the things are. When I took my mom down there, it was like the shower is straight ahead when you walk in yeah. and the sink is to the left. Yes. And then the toilet's toilet, to the left back. That feels wrong, but why? it gets this way. I don't know why. Yeah. What do you want to see when you look through the doorway? I guess it. Oh, because you're left handed. Maybe it makes sense to put the sink on the oh, left. Oh, good. It's a left handed loft. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't no, know. No. Just in my mind, you either like walking into the sink or walking into the toilet. Or you're walking to the shower. I don't want to see a toilet when I look through a doorway. Where do you That's get that gross. Oh, uh, what do you want to see? But you want to see a shower? I'd like, rather see a shower a, than a, a toilet. Curtain, I guess. The sink. You should see the sink. Walk into the sink and like the toilet and the bathroom are off to and the shower are off to the I don't side. like that in this bathroom though. When you walk by, you like see yourself in the mirror. You're like, who's that? Uh, that happens to me. <laughs> or if you're doing dishes here, you look straight across and you could see yourself in the mirror doing yeah, dishes. Like, like, Cinderella, Cinderella night. <laughs> oh, we should bring Cinderella back up. I just no, we should not. That. Okay. Um, no Cinderella. But it's going well. Um, we have a little weird thing where the guy who does the plumbing is has shown up twice, uh, open carrying <laughs> a gun. He has a, like a holster on and he has his, his gun like visibly in the holster. When he came like... Last year yeah. to check out and scope out something, he was. All the gun watchers are gonna no. I don't think anyone in our network would fault us for not wanting a plumber to do work on a property while carrying a gun. That's and weird. it's like a handgun. It's not like I don't necessary. I don't know why he feels the need. I mean, maybe I don't like it. He does, you know. Um, You're making such nice excuses and, for him. He does plumbing work in tougher neighborhoods. You don't need to carry a gun. But it's weird. You're asking for trouble, this guy. So I, 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 still I, mean, I have, saw have, him, to, I have would... to message like the oh. contractor in charge and ask him to let them know that it makes us uncomfortable yeah. and see what that guy does. Yeah. But what's he got? I don't know. It's weird. Like if he carries it, maybe he doesn't. I'd rather have a way hire to lock someone who doesn't car. feel the need to carry a gun to a suburban uh, we're gonna switch plumbers. Yeah. barnyard property. I don't know how, yeah, how normal that is. It's weird. Abnormal. Um, and a lot of people have guns all over the place, but uh, like they just aren't, you don't see them. Yeah. Leave them at home. Like, well, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. He wants... You're so nice. Okay. 
Um, but the framing looks nice. The framing looks nice. <laughs> next week, next week they put in like all the, the giant, other contractors are very nice. The giant window next happens next week, next yep. Thursday. Thursday. She um whined again. So, oh, so. I've been drinking. It's coffee. I don't care. <laughs> all right, Jared's on. Just, you don't have to drinking game me with coffee. Um, all right, first real topic here. Is, we didn't go through these to, to veto some stuff. No, I got rid of the one you said. Oh, good. I think it's good. We'll Thanks. see. I'm also starting with some of the, I mean, we had a lot of um, family home life stuff mm -hmm. this week anyway. Like one of the feedbacks we got from some of our family is like, I don't yeah. have like that WordPress techie stuff. It doesn't make any sense. But like the family stuff was really cool. I have a bonus topic about that. Oh, okay. If we have space for okay. it. We can get WordPress at the end. Yeah. Will it be a more like women in techie? Oh, okay. Okay. We'll see. Um, so I, I tried to arrange it where like the, um, you know, home life stuff is up front. Okay. So one of them is. Uh, Hi, mom. We're having trouble with our kids sticking to schedules and like understanding time or just they're, if you say. Downstairs, yeah, that, they're downstairs. They're going to like yell. This, uh, it's your topic. So maybe you okay. should describe it. Yeah. Here's oh, okay. So we wrote a schedule at the beginning of summer. We said you can do these types of activities in these windows of time and kept it loose. We, we made like a block in the middle of the day that was like quiet. So tech free, you're making lunch, your body care is happening during this time. Um, but you know, what is it? We've been doing this since May and mm -hmm. they still like if we don't go act together. confused, Sorry. they still act surprised. They don't self stop and start at those time frames, And they're still asking to start earlier, to adjust, to amend. Uh, and I think it's a very fair schedule. So today <laughs> I tried something. Oh, okay. Let's today I that. wrote each child a little sheet, like a note on a piece of paper yeah. with their name at the top. For them to have next to them. For maybe? them to have next to them. And it says like at 11 a.m. Oh. colon. And then I made a bullet list. Oh, okay. And at the bottom it says, you know, at 2 p.m. Because there's one like on the cabinet in the kitchen here. Yeah. But that was like forgotten about. Yeah. <clears throat> So now they have it in front of them. I feel yeah. like, and a secret note to each of them. This is there's no one. Um, so I feel that they like they both can tell time, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they both we like, don't have to tell understand time. the concept. We have a computer that has it, and they they know how to use the Google to yeah. like um, the Google Home to set an alarm, like set an alarm for eleven o'clock, and then they would know what that alarm is about. Like I like yeah. I thought like leave it to them to figure out you know how they want to like stop at eleven. Um, but I think they just count on us coming to get them. And there's no, this is like kids, I think, and human beings. There's no incentive to stop on time because the parents are going to come get me. And if yeah. I don't stop on time, I get, you know, zero to an hour of extra time, depending yes. on how busy my parents are of stuff, you know, because we're up here and we realize they're not. And we're like, hey, they didn't stop. And we're like, yeah, but I'm like on a call. I'm working and whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's no, there's no incentive, but it, I feel like what would be a good plan is to reiterate to them, like why we have the schedule, why, okay. you know, being in front of a screen or something for more than three hours is, go lay down, <laughs> is, is not a good idea or why you need breaks and stuff. Like, why did we come up with the schedule the way it is? Yes. And then like, I feel like they need an incentive to stop, but artificial incentives might not work. It kind of would upset them. But one thing could be like, Hey, if you don't stop it, like kind of punish them, you know, like, Hey, if you, every minute like you that. go over, Every minute you go over at 11 is going to be like two minutes you lose in your afternoon time. And then they definitely would stop probably like they'd figure it out.
but they might be upset with us about, you know, like being so harsh or whatever, but they figure it out. It's like, you figure out it's not an issue. I don't know if that's not how kids work. Like they really, (laughs) but how do you establish that as a grown up? How do you establish like, it's so much fun to stay up till 1am playing league of legends, but yeah, tomorrow I have to be at work at eight or, you know, any of those things where it's fun to be doing what you're doing, but yeah, like short term tomorrow kind of window of time that you will pay for it almost like your body won't feel good. If you sat in a chair for six hours straight and didn't move. And yeah. as you're approaching 40, it hurts even more. Yeah. You care about, yeah. So I think that they're probably too young to completely learn that, but yeah. the, it's not natural for kids yeah. that young or even like, you know, teenagers and young adults to, to plan ahead that way. Right. Um, I know a lot of people watching this are probably like, what is the problem? Right. Um, if your kids don't do something, ask them to, you punish them. Right. And then it's done. But one thing we have is I, I like to treat our kids like adults. Like if I don't um, have a good, like, you know, it's like. You don't like arbitrary. Do, yeah. Rules. I don't like arbitrary rules. Yeah. Yes. It's like, because I said so, you know, I've said it a couple of times and I was like, Oh my God, I'm my dad. Um, I die. Oh, really? Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, do it. It's like, yeah. It's like, Oh my God, I'm my dad. And I don't like saying because I say, so I like, I like to have, you know, well, I want my kids to trust me and like that I'm, I'm not being arbitrary, you know, and is 11 o'clock arbitrary. It's like, we agreed on it's a rule or like, why is it important to follow rules? Maybe it's like the angle. Um, I think that works. So it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's tough when it's like, you're asking for the bare minimum. You're like, just like right. say, okay, Google sent an alarm for 11. And then when the beep stop and do the things you do every day. Right. And it's frustrating. They can't do that. And you feel like you, like you don't want to have to like pull out punishment for something so minor seeming, but it's like, if you're not like, otherwise, you know, how are they going to learn? Like kids don't learn. Like they really will like put their set up to push boundaries mm-hmm. and they're going to do like if there's no downside, it's like it's kind of like whining, like the dog. When <laughs> kids did. whine, yeah. when it's like, why did babies whine? You're like, why are you doing that? Like, we didn't teach you to whine or whatever. It's like, if there's a like a one in a thousand chance that yes. whining is going to get you ice cream earlier, like, why not do it? And if there's no downside, like no one is yelling at you or no one is, you know, kind of, you know, um, punishing you for whining, then you're like, I'm going to, you know, it's I think the little baby brain tactic. is like, I'm going to try it. Yeah. 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 I think part of this is that we don't model schedule keeping. Well, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, we want to do this later in the day, but right. I think I do it at 10 and it's 10 30. That's true. It's hard to keep a schedule from. And if we do like the flexible, can I just let the dog outside and can go to the neighbor's house? <laughs> you to get rid of the dog many times. Go it's around. all right. Um, oh my gosh. She probably has to go number two. Don't talk about them. But if, uh, I'm going to let her out and see what she does. I'm going to sit here. She might not even go. All right. Down one dog. One dog left. What were we talking about? I don't know. Next topic. Modeling scheduled behavior. Okay. Ken says, kids need to learn structure. It will help them later in life. Right? Yeah. Because if we ever try like something more flexible, like as long as you get all this stuff done within this time, it's fine. Right. They do whatever the funnest thing in the world to do right now is for the whole time. And then yes. the last five minutes are like, maybe I can brush my and teeth, they get like my shower, phone it do in. my chores. Yeah. Yes. 
So it's like, if, if you leave it up to them, and it's like, I guess that's the thing is like, leave it up to them, let them fail. But what does failing mean? It's artificial. Right. It's like, they don't care the house is dirty. They don't care their teeth right. are dirty. Like we have to, you know, kind of punish and enforce it then. And it's like, yeah. it's kind of, we only have so much capital, so much kind of like stern parent capital. And like, you really, you don't want to waste it on like brushing your teeth. You really want to use it for like, that looks really dangerous. You should stop like uh, stuff like, I don't know. So, yeah. well, my God, building blocks here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. We're working on it. We'll try this hmm. little paper thing today. I yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah. I think empowering them to help us keep our schedule might help too. Oh yeah. Then that's like be the parent. Yeah. Is fun. And right. it's like, mommy, you said 11 and you would stop and take us to the Creek. Yeah. You're still working. Stop. That's a good trick. Like, reversing it and getting them to like be the parent or understand the parent's perspective yes. by like, yeah, I do that sometimes with Marin. Like I'm, I'm reading like how to help a kid, whatever. And I'm like, I'm reading this thing about like how to help a kid learn how to brush their teeth. And she's like, she's interested in that. She's like, Oh, yes. what are the like ways to help a kid? No, she's like, show yeah. me all the gross teeth. Yeah. That's what she did. <laughs> she was like, what do teeth look like if they get really gross? Ooh. Yeah. We're like, Ooh. All right. No, next topic. Next topic is What's uh, the final word there. Oh, final word. Maybe the paper will work. Mm. I don't know. You're welcome. Like, this guy ties into next. Well, maybe it ties into the next okay. topic. Um, I'll try to keep better track of time here now, too. Uh, okay. It's off the screen here. Next topic. Come uh, back. There you go. I'm here. Um, is that we are our parents. So this idea came to me recently. I, I was listening to the Tim Ferriss interviewing uh, Blake Mykoski of Tom Shoes on the Tim Ferriss right. podcast. And one thing Blake talked about is called like the Hoffman process, which is like, I, th I think it's kind of expensive place you go for a week and they like help you change your life. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there's supposedly a book about it too. We'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. 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 There are scholarships. <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah. So I got to go. Like, um, so I don't know, like I'm not endorsing the whole process right. or whatever, but they talked about like kind of what's involved in it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty interesting about how, um, you know, like I'm trying to remember what the idea was, was something basically like when you're a child, you know, your parents are kind of the most important people in your life or like your home situation. Um, and you develop routines of behavior to like fit in and compensate for your parents and what they're doing. And it's kind of, and, and it gets locked in. So by the time you become a teenager, like your brain, like neuroplasticity wise, like when you're a kid, like you're very like wireable. Yes. And by the time, like as you get older, you become less. That's why you can't like, like learn really languages. Yeah. It's harder to learn language when you're older because your brain is kind of more hardwired. Um, so the same thing, like, hey, if you spent, you know, the ages of four to 10 acting in a certain way to appease your parents in some sense, like it's kind of stuck. And now for the rest of your life, you find that you're doing things and you're like, why am I doing that? It's because, um, I'm a parent. So it's, and it's not like that parents are bad. We always tell you about like parents try their best and then like random things happen and you can't anticipate like how your kids are going to end up. Um, but like, I think the example he shared was he's very attention getting. And mm -hmm. that was like, he was an only grandchild of like a big family and everyone was like, this is the very first like baby. And he got like all this attention as a kid. And he kind of learned that like getting attention was a good thing. And like, as an adult now, Blake finds that like, he's the example he gave was like going up the ski slope on the, um, what do you call the bench that goes up the, the slope? Yeah, I don't ski. <laughs> we don't ski. So, right. um, the lift? The lift, going up the lift. And you're like, a lot of times you go up the lift and you're with a stranger. 
And he's like, feels the need to like throw in a like, oh, I'm like the guy from Tom's Shoes. You know, like by the time he gets up the lift, he has to like, yes, he has to get that attention. Like, and he's doing this, he feels gross about it now and he's doing it subconsciously. But that's a thing where he's like, hey, if I'm in this situation, like I feel like I have to be the center of attention. But it's really because when I was four years old, I got attention. It's like so weird. Like sometimes it's useful to have attention, sometimes not. So we could self-analyze here a little bit psychotherapy. I have one already in it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this giving reasons and talking to our kids like adults, (laughs) they do it back to us when we tell them, you know, do not walk across that narrow tree on the ravine. You might fall. Yeah. Then they say, I'm very good at Um, walking on a narrow, I won't fall. Yeah. So they are like, because our reason are, for instance, they're very negotiating. They're very, they come back at you like lawyers. We always call them little lawyers. Because we talk to them and we use reasoning. Yeah. So, re- reasoning so they reason works. back to They're us. They're grow up and always be reasoning, but probably in situations where they shouldn't. But I think to be just to be a devil's advocate in some cases where we're, we should just draw a hard line and say, because I said so, even though that's gross to you. Yeah. They want to reason why it's dangerous activity is yeah. safe because yeah. they're used to using reasoning with us or people that they talk to. Mm-hmm. Are you getting... I guess that's like, how they, no, no, it's good. Um, I think we're like, that's talking about our kids and kind of how we're programming them now, but mm-hmm. we can also talk about how we were programmed to as kids reasoning. or like things that we do. Yeah. Okay. What how were we, we programmed? <clears throat> hmm, got to think about this. Man. Okay. Um, Not to be wasteful. So like, I'm kind of non-confrontational. I don't want to okay. tell the guy, the plumber with the gun that like, it makes okay. me uncomfortable with the guns, right? Yeah. And is that something that like, I think growing up with like an older brother mm-hmm. who was very kind of quick to retaliate in a sense yeah. and like be in charge. Like I learned to like- Peacekeeping. Yeah. Like, You're very oh, peacekeeping. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, it's like my dad and brother around. It's like, don't, you know, upset them. Yeah. You know, because- And problem solving. So you want to yeah. like- what can you do to keep the peace and what can you do to solve problems? So peace is kept. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you do that as an adult, like it's just subconscious. It's like, yes. I'm in a situation. Let me try to like keep the peace or let me be quiet. Don't be confrontational. But sometimes like confrontation is needed. And so it's like, I guess that Hoffman process be like, Oh, that, is that important or not? But if yeah. it is, it's like, Oh, how do you unwire that and kind of consciously choose? I think we notice people who are confrontational in support in mm. email in business and we say like they're so pushy, but they get what they want. Yeah. And that like I don't want to be that kind of person, but the oh yeah, the squeaky wheels get the oil kind of thing. Of, you yeah. know, not being peace peacekeeping, not being accepting can be a winning there strategy like, if you just go, there are kind push, of like these too. people in our life, and they're typically women who are like proud of their ability to like call customer support and like get something done. And I used to see it in the past where they would typically women. like, um, I don't, I don't right. want to call people out. They're watching. Okay. But <laughs> they, um, they like, they're proud of their fact. Like I call customer support and I give them kind of a hard time and I get what going. I want. And now like doing customer support ourselves, I'm like, oh man, it's like a human being on the other end of that. And like, they may or may not have the power and it could be like a good tactic. Like definitely, you know, and we know like calling someone, calling a company out on Twitter, yeah. We'll get a response faster than trying to go through like the phone tree in the right way and being polite. We've done it. Like it just works. Yeah. We did it for our healthcare but when it, they it feels canceled bad. it on us three years ago or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We tried and tried and tried. We minimally complained on Twitter. And then, yeah. yeah. Then they were like, what can we do? But yeah, I I mean, these faculty. So it's really, or so another one, I think for you, I'm thinking about you're very, what do you call it? A type and like get stuff done, always working, Mm -hmm. kind of pushing hard. Like they're so like kind of restless. There has to be something to do. Yeah. Is that you think based on in your childhood, you were praised for doing things, getting things done for how well you could get things done. And, and you were like, kind of, um, if you were idle, I feel like that I was thinking about this earlier, weirdly Okay. in my head. Yeah. Um, I'm in your head that it's not being praised for getting stuff done. It's being, you know, called out for being idle. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the the thing like seeing people who were idle, seeing people who weren't, who didn't have hobbies, who didn't have interests. Who Your parents called that out to you or you think as a kid, you just noticed that. I think I noticed that. I don't know if they called it out. Maybe it was. Yeah. You know that when you were growing up, you kind of look down on people who are idle. I think maybe. And and maybe that's from my parents. I don't know. I don't know. And so now you like, you feel like don't be idle. Like being on, cause like, I'm like, it's Sunday. I have, I remember these Sundays of just like reading a book for six hours and it was like the most amazing thing. Yeah. And it's like an hour into it. It's like, man, I haven't really gotten anything done. You think that? A little or bit, you think but I think that you I think, think that more. about you. you. I mean, you, am I, am I, yeah. do you need a Hoffman me? I was just trying to include you in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. I mean, okay, you do you. <laughs> it's hard to be where we're at and feel like we have a good life and like question yourself and feel like you should change or Uh, you should, you know, this aspect of your life isn't serving you. Well, yeah. Because I feel like it's like, it's all pieced together really nicely right now Yeah. in my head. So to analyze it and proactively try to change things, like what is this? What's his name? Blake? Like by actively not putting himself out there and, getting attention, mm-hmm. could he suffer in some ways? But I think I think you should be thoughtful about it and understand like how these behaviors are useful, but also how they're not useful. Okay. So I don't know, like not feeling bad when your family's lounging around on a Sunday may or may not be useful. <laughs> right. Um, but also it's like topic for during the day, day. <laughs> yeah, like that, whatever, there's some drive to like not be idle. And yes. it, I think it's useful sometimes. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes like you're, and it's not, I, I guess I'm like pulling, putting it on us, fam, our, my family, but mm-hmm. sometimes you're in situations where like you're at a cocktail party. This doesn't happen anymore really either, but <laughs> sadly um, it's a cocktail party of one. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you're at a, com- Hi, you're at a conference. And it's like, you should be working and selling and you're like, no, like just relax and, you know, network and have fun. And that really is, I think like the best use of your time yes. at a conference usually, but it's kind of, you have to trick your brain and be like, this is useful. Even though like, I'm just having fun. I feel like I spent right. money to come here. I, I put effort into coming here and I'm just having fun. And yes. it's like, is that okay? But no, early on in podcast, in a WordPress WordCamp sponsorship days, I expected something out of every yeah cost and maybe because it cost us so much like yeah, as a percentage yeah. of budget um but you quickly you know untrained me to believe that and yeah. when we attend events when we sponsor events when we buy swag for events now we know that it's for the community not for sales not for us yeah directly and don't expect yeah. your it's like code a long-term to be term thing or, it's kind of yeah. subtle yeah it's um yeah, a little oh, mini topic insert. I think yeah. 
the idea of like if we sponsor a WordCamp or show up, um, you know, if it costs a thousand dollars, you're like, oh, I need to make a thousand dollars in sales to make up for this. Right. It's kind of the wrong way to think it's about it. Way. You're not just going there to sell individual licenses. You're going there to kind of interact with people and make connections that are going to potentially be useful later. And I think after time, I could just point to those. It's like, remember how I met Chris Lemma and then like he wrote a blog post about us. It was huge. And now we mm -hmm. get a bunch of traffic and now we have this relationship, you know, that we like benefit equally from. Like mm -hmm. that's more valuable than, you know, yes. all the sponsorships put together. And you can't actually you, quantify it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Remember how we met this person and like three years later, they're working for us. So like stuff like that happens. Um, do you think the dog is okay? I know everyone, <laughs> everyone <laughs> watching is probably dog. worried. Do you want to look for, oh, hold on. Um, My topic is next. Yours is next. I'll go get the dog. Oh, why do we have to make everything a business? Yeah. yeah, thanks. So I thought of this one. We had a team call recently where we all talked about our hobbies. And hobbies are hard for me and for Jason, I think, because we are entrepreneurial, we're driven. And when we have an idea for a hobby or an idea for something we want to pursue, like it always comes down to how do you turn it into a business? How do you make money off mm -hmm. of this? So it's really hard to have a hobby that you keep casual. Yeah. And at the same side of that, when we have ideas for paid memberships pro, we often extract the idea and think, how could this serve a greater population outside of just this paid memberships pro group? Yeah. And then I think it's complicating things because we're not exactly serving the paid memberships pro people with that product. We're trying to make it something bigger and more, you know, agnostic, mm -hmm. but it may not always be the right choice. So it's kind of making everything a business, but also making the things in your business try to serve the biggest footprint of users. And how do you navigate that in your life? Yeah. That might be one of those trained childhood behaviors so? that grow up from like I'm like how you had a little newspaper in middle school. Yeah. Like we, school? we started a newspaper in like third grade and then we were selling them. Like we would go to our one friend's house who had a copier and like, <laughs> or we, no, maybe we, no, we met that kid. He came later. We used to go oh. to a library and you had to pay like yeah. 10 cents a page or something. And then we'd sell them for like 50 cents. That's a good markup. Um, and then, yeah, we had, we found a friend and we were like, yeah, um, whose parents we like you now yeah <laughs> come here Brian you have a copier um but we got in trouble because like there was a, a gossip page mm. and then like talk trash or something on someone <laughs> their great class Sad. and they were like hey you should write for the school newspaper and we're like but I don't make money doing that like no. the money part and we I talked about this with some people before about how like entrepreneurial ideas kind of are like you're told not to, in public schools, it's like a bad thing. If like you're, yeah. you raise money for the band by selling candy bars, but if right. you're like, I just want to sell candy bars to make money. Remember we had our, our kids mall. had a lemonade stand. Yeah. It was apple cider and someone stopped by and she asked who they were collecting money for. Uh, yeah. And I was like for themselves, they're yeah. like eight years old. And I think yeah. Mary was probably five. And so is that like a thing? You can't like even have a lemonade stand. Kids today aren't allowed to have a lemonade stand. It has to be like, altruistic yeah. yeah which we did actually have one a few like maybe a year yeah, prior to that that benefited school. alex's lemonade yeah. stand at our house but then the kids just wanted to do it to yeah. make money and yeah. it was like you know so should be giving this money yeah. away so that is the sad thing like a lot of kids are kind of like pushed away from mm -hmm. from being entrepreneurial like or like go, getting money is is a 
bad thing. Right. Um, but for whatever reason, I wasn't that way. My parents encouraged it somehow and I found it. And I feel like like the one example of this that happens now is like if I'm at a restaurant, yeah. I will like count how many tables there are and figure out like oh. what their turnover is. Like how many people can they serve per hour and like how many hours are they open and like how much is that restaurant? Like if I'm eating at a restaurant, I'm trying to figure out like how much money the restaurant makes per year and is it like a good... Or um, I like float tank, like going to a float tank and we could have put a float tank in the, for one in the office. Maybe it's not too late, but like, I was like, it's no, let's late. buy a float tank business and run it as yeah. a business. Like why? Um, but that's also an interesting point about within our actual business, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about it that way. Um, Cause yeah, there's always opportunity. There's tons of opportunity around what we're doing. I, yes. Someone is going to potentially start trialing with us okay. who used to do support for an affiliate plugin. That's very popular. Mm-hmm. I think last time I checked makes more money than we do in pay memberships pro. And he was surprised to learn that we have an affiliate plugin that we built. And oh, okay. I bet we built it before that know. other one. Uh, but we never built it until it was like, to we be. chose. Yeah. Um, we call it like the lightweight affiliates pl- plugin. And it's like the first step. It's like the proof yes. of concept. And the, the other plugin does so much more yes. that you would want to do. But we did that before. If like uh, we had a MailChimp plugin before a lot of the MailChimp plugins. Yes. It worked just for ours, but like it could have been a bigger business. And now there's, uh, you know, companies that sell the MailChimp plugin and make as much or more. as there. So it's like we have these like a limit. So there's like, oh, that's a good, there's opportunity, you know. Even like our support tools all custom made. It's kind of like, it's. I think it's a good thing. Like that's a something businesses can do is like look into your, the tools and obviously code. If you're making code that you've built for yourself or for other things, and like, is there, is there a revenue stream here? Yeah. But at the same time, like keep taking your eye off the ball to try to pursue some of that stuff. Sometimes right. it spreads yourself too thin. And, and I you think don't. that's why maybe five years ago, I would have been inclined to take every idea that could serve just the memberships market and make it serve all of WordPress and now I'm more inclined to specialize. Yeah. I think, I think it's because yeah. I don't want to be spread thin. And I yeah. know that the skills to incubate and develop another business. Yeah. Are. That's hard work. It takes a lot of focus and it gets me farther from the Painters Pro business. It makes me do yeah. more of like the managing people part, which is the challenge. Right. right. Yeah. It's like we know yeah. how to fit the stuff into our business, even if there's bigger potential. Yes. So, and it's less risk to just, you know, sell it. Like with the site wide sales thing mm-hmm. that we're about to really start pushing, that's scary. Yeah. And I've been looking at other businesses that have like multiple products that are all independently successful. Yeah. And if you think of their owners and how their lives are, they're like <laughs> probably out. harder than us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's scary. We got to find like good partners to run things and train people to take over and stuff. I think that the company that I'm thinking of, they just have like very, you know, eat, sleep, work owners. And that's not going to fit our life. That's why they got for the involved next few in years so many while things. our kids are young. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, it's, it's tough. The opportunity, like the sideways sales opportunity is mm-hmm. like we developed a plug-in for our membership platform. Mm-hmm to run black Friday sales and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And something like 1% of our users or more started. Do we know how many users use it? But even like, it's, it's like 1% of all sites. It's, it's like a thousand data. some, a hundred thousand sites. It's probably more now, but that was when it was like 70. So it's mm-hmm. like a lot. I don't know. So every team, like one in 5% of our customer base, like use this. 
to make money for their membership site. And like, that was cool. That's what we built it for. We used it. We made money. Like it's, it's, it's really useful, mm-hmm. but like the bigger e-commerce WooCommerce market has like 5 million active sites, not one. So it's right. Is that 50 times <laughs> 100,000? So it's like 10. Uh, yeah. So it's like 50 times more users. So if we, if we sold like a thousand of these to our customers, that's 50,000 of them to WooCommerce people. And if you charge a nominal fee for that, that's like a business that's bigger than our current business. So like, it's like when you see something like that, it's like, oh, like we should probably try to do that. But even in that case, like I, for three years, I was like, someone should make a plugin. This would be really cool. And like, no one did it. So I'm just like, Hey, no one's doing it. I'm going to do it. We did it. Sidewide sales, <laughs> sidewide sales.com. You can buy it now. Uh, we're going to like officially push it and launch it soon. Cool. We have like a little ad. In this but one. there is um, a, a weight in your brain to turning things into a business. Like take the dog treats example, which is not yeah. a WordPress plugin. I got very into it when we first got a dog and then I was like, I'm going to make these. I'm going to sell these on Etsy. I'm going to make a shop. Yeah. You know, and then doing the numbers. It was like, wow, don't yeah. bother. Like, yeah. how can you make money on this if you don't have a manufacturing facility? Yeah. Like you could, you know, make you could make a living for one person potentially. Yeah. But to, we already do that well. So it's like to make money that's worth it, you have to start a factory and right. sell it to Walmart or whatever. And you're like, Are you ready for that? You're like, No, I just want to make dog yeah. treats for my dog. But that's maybe like that's why can't like, we just make dog treats for a dog and feel good about it? And it I think I would just make them and <laughs> give them to people and it like that's okay. I think I get into things like that because it's such a removal from this laptop I sit in front of and these people I have to deal with. And it's just me. I'm alone. I'm heads down. Mm -hmm. It's organic. It's. But you can still do that. But yeah, you think of like the opportunity cost of like, or I don't know, like the different drivers of like everything has to be productive. Right. So if you are sitting there rolling cookie dough and you could be like, launching something to a hundred thousand sites that they've been asking for as a feature that yeah. has potential. I think then you, what choice do you make and why? Say that again. How do you decide whether you should just make dog treats? Cause it's uh, fun, makes you no money. Right. You enjoy it. Or you could spend that same two hours, you know, coding a feature and pushing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't or know. you could read on yeah, the deck or something. Yeah. Um, do I get the final word? Oh, yes, I'll, right. I'll get the final word. Yeah. So I've been thinking, but I think a lot of folks, this is not uncommon. A lot of folks are putting pressure on themselves like this. And I try to remind myself, like, I don't, so I didn't say this. Someone said like about like, like, this is just enough. You are just enough. Mm-hmm. Like just being here is yes. good. Like you've, the whole universe was formed over billions of years and like you're, ancestors all reproduced and it came to this moment and like you're here like that's amazing and beautiful Mm -hmm. and like just being here in whatever moment it is like on camera talking is like hey this is pretty cool like this is enough and and try to like not think of the outside factors yeah but also maybe you know trying to plan your life so that you can figure out what you want to do and and do it and not feel bad about how you're spending your time okay oh phase into nerd Uh shit okay (laughs) All right, I threw this one in here. This maybe you wanted to cross off. I'm not sure about this segment. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll see. So this topic, anyway, is um, Jason has lots of time for nerd shit because he doesn't make dog treats. No, I read. Uh, I read everything. 
uh, books online, Reddit, things like this. So I, this came across, I think it came across Reddit. Someone was talking about time travel. I said something about time travel and they said, hey, you, this YouTube video would blow your mind. And I was like, oh my God, it did blow my mind. Um, so I'll try to explain it. What happens is there's research, like actual scientific research done by scientists showing that your consciousness, thinking about things, can affect physical matter. And here's, it's like, oh, ESP kind of stuff. Here's how the experiment works. I'll try to explain it. There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's a famous scientific experiment called the two-slit experiment where, you know. Is that the observing the electron in one place? And Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you send electrons like light yes. through, a, you know, a wall with two slits in it. Yes. Um, light can act as both like a wave and a particle. So it acts as a wave going through the slits, which causes like a scatter pattern. Um, I might be mixing this up. Or if you um, if you observe it, like you put a camera, it's not a camera at the at the quantum level. It's not a camera. It's like a it's like a device, you know. Yeah. Um, and it detects like what happens. It all of a sudden becomes a particle, and the pattern's different. So it's just okay. putting like a camera in front of it, like changes the experiment. Um, that's a I don't know. My, my attempt at a layman's terms. So that's the experiment. There's another one called like the delayed. Um, and it's like the delayed observations like experiment. But what they do is like they take the observation like after the lights already hit the wall and whether or not they make the observation changes what happened earlier when the light went through. So the fact that it's going to be observed later will change how it goes through. And, you know, and th that's like that's why like scientists are going crazy. And like how current is this? being studied so the the slate experiment was like was, years ago, right? was a lot it was like in the thought about in the 70s and done in the 80s or 90s okay. the delayed one was like in the 99 okay. i think um but in um you know they're still doing it like different versions in like 2012 um this new one so this study so there's a slit experiment set up it's like in a tube they put like a tube together that does the slit experiment Did and you it watch has a, a reading. video about this on netflix and it was like in belgium or something and it's like the largest oh that's the hadron collider that's something else? yeah that's okay. the large hadron collider where okay. they like smash atoms together and, and it makes stuff it's related because it's like quantum when they do that like these quantum particles and they try to understand like what's happening at the base levels of reality um but they put a slit experiment in the tube and they connect it to a computer and it goes over the internet. So for years, there was a website you could go to. Okay. And it would what it would do is it would show you a reading somehow, like it would, you know, the scatter pattern, right? So if the scatter pattern is being observed, it would change and they can kind of detect this change. Um, but if it's not being observed, it's a tube, there's nothing observing it. Okay. Uh, but over the internet, it, they would kind of um, like put the reading over the internet and you would watch it and it would both like play a tone and it would like show a line that went up and down. And you would meditate. And if you were a better meditator, it was better. But they got random people to do it, too. You would kind of, like, focus. And they'd be like, okay, now, for the next 30 seconds, try to make that that line go down. Try to make the tone get quieter. And they're like, okay, now, for the next 30 seconds, like, don't just relax and think about whatever. Okay, next 30 seconds, just go. Okay. And they kind of staggered it out. And they did all these things. Like, the science that's interesting is the stuff to make sure it's, like, not being manipulated. Okay. Because, like, how do they know someone's actually doing it? How do yeah. they, you know, what if, like, there's some like electrical interference that happens every 30 seconds and it interferes the data. And the effect was like crazy small. Like it didn't like, if it was shown against the wall, it didn't like all of a sudden become like a different image. Mm -hmm. Now they wired it up. So they detected like really small changes and amplified them. So in one experiment they did like kind of live, there was a light bulb in a dark room. And if you managed with your mind, change the thing, like the light bulb will come on. And I was like, whoa, oh. but it really was detecting like a really tiny, like inconsequential, like quantum change. And they just, 
triggered. But still like a scientifically like verifiable change. Um, and like, I, this stuff like blows my mind thinking about it anyway, because it's like, how do you understand this? What do they think it is? Do they think like the acceleration of your own body's energies are? What's like the best explanation? That, like you can't observe, you're in California and the device is in, you know, China. Oh, David Can Adams says it's been it? debunked. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, share the link for like where you think it's debunked. Because um, I mean, there definitely is people, there's been different studies at various times. This okay. is like a re and I'll share the YouTube link in the show notes. Okay. Um, but what's the explanation? I think the explanation is that um, consciousness is potential. Like, okay, so the idea of consciousness, what is consciousness? It might be like, my, like what I think is it's kind of emergent property of having a brain that's so complicated, okay. you know, then you, you kind of feel like you have consciousness, like a, okay. a thermostat has a small amount of consciousness and knows what the temperature is, but your brain is like analyzing itself and thinking. So it has a lot of consciousness. Like that's, so that's kind of a materialistic view of consciousness is it just emerges when you have a smart brain. Okay. But some people think, no, like consciousness is like something kind of materialist like part of okay. the world you know and that's why there's at the quantum these quantum experiments it's like how comes when we consciously look at something that's like another part of this when they oh i mean that's i, I totally missed this part of it so they have humans on a computer yeah. then they would put a computer program that would simulate a human watching and okay. the robot it wouldn't move oh. so when the robot was watching nothing would happen and when a human was watching it's like oh my god it's affected based on like if they're concentrating or not maybe um, <laughs> so that's the thing is like robots don't make it like don't have consciousness okay. or something like or the, the these this version the of version robot then have as much consciousness as a human does okay. to, to affect the wave function. Um, so the idea is like there's consciousness is like some kind of thing that also can act across space. So like um, you know uh, this this I think What's it was done like nurture uh, is going too far. <laughs> it's so funny. Do I look it's interested? Like, <laughs> You know, like they put the tube on the other side of the world, but your consciousness was acting like at the speed of light, you know, basically, you know, kind of like, yeah. so the, the kind if consciousness is some kind of like field across the universe, it's kind of closer than like physical distance potentially, you know, mm -hmm. basically because these conscious effects are happening. So it's like a real scientists from real places are like studying this for real. And they're getting real results. Do you want to go get, go back to college and learn about the like learn about this learn stuff? About quantum physics? You should do that I in don't like know. your do research? 60s. Like yeah. Just like fund the research and like, like just help. audit classes and interesting. I don't know, but I'll I'll, I'll pursue stuff like this. That doesn't. But I it could think have, that yeah. you need more people to talk about yeah. nerd shit with. So uh, okay, yeah, I got to find them. David Adams might become <laughs> <Yeah>. your <laughs> online buddy. Let's talk about it. That's okay. hard when you have a spouse interested in something you're not interested in. Especially now, like <laughs> it's hard to go. I'm interested know. in gardening, and you're not really. You yeah, say that you I'll are, but you're not. But how much you read, you could know so much about. Oh yeah, about like soil plants. And... I can't remember like how much to water, or what yeah. kind of, you know, tomato that is. Yeah. What's a weed or not a weed? It's yeah. a hard one. What's poison, not poison? Because you're not interested in it. No. That's how I feel about this. Sorry. It's good. No, but, but it's I good. think you should have a circle of people to communicate, just like how you yeah, are interested in politics, and I'm know. not. Randos online capable of keeping up with a, I mean that was that is something from like being in college and that's one yeah. of the benefits of college is yeah like kids aren't is like you're in this space with like a, a lot of you know potentially smart people who are all kind of thinking about similar stuff if you're in different classes again so and I used to do nerd shit segments and yes. like the yeah the labs you guys would just all stuff. sit and contemplate yeah we want that for our <clears> son <throat> but I think homeschool is gonna have zero effect yeah let's see it would help him to be in an environment 
of people interested in and caring about yeah. complex sense, problems. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. He kind of like, yeah, he's very smart and thoughtful and thinks about things. But and you so, only push your brain as far as, you know, being in college, you have said before, like, that guy's so much naturally smarter than me. Like, he knows so that. much. Like, Yeah. I can keep up sometimes. He is quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty smart. I can't, cha- I can't change lanes that fast. That's what okay. some people would do. Like they're going, they're talking about like quantum, you know, double slit experiment stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and then like, they'd like switch into, you know, like, I don't know, Something some else. other obscure philosophy or politics. And, and I was like, like wait, we'll talk- wait, yeah, yeah. You got to slow down and like help me turn. I can't yes. change direction that quickly. Um, but I like going deep. That's fun. Um, Okay, next topic. He's going to find the link. Cool. Thank is, you. Is um, buying or adopting old WordPress plugins. Yeah, this is happening so much. And we've talked about doing it, but we wouldn't do it dirty the way that I've seen. Uh, yeah. How did you experience you, could, you don't have to name names. But okay. Talk. Yeah. So we wrote integration for an open source.org plugin. Free to use the recipe unlocked basically features that other plugins made you pay for. And it's not that I don't want people to pay for things or I don't encourage people to buy premium versions of software that they need, but because we're free and open source, we encourage and build for other things that choose to be open and free. Mm -hmm. So in this case, a larger company purchased the open source.org and like, changed they removed feature functionality removed functionality and rewrote like hooks and filter names that were being used didn't deprecate them mm-hmm. released that everyone updated and the old recipes don't work anymore because the filter names are different mm-hmm. the features are different yeah and up you know upgrade to get this feature is now a part of it and it just feels very dangerous yeah i think it feels wrong but it also feels like a dangerous path that we can't protect as a community because we can't protect one single plugin author from choosing to sell and make money on something that they have been supporting for free probably never had the business mind to yeah. monetize yeah a lot of plugins are in .org never become monetized they have large installation and yeah. they have no it's just a labor of love for them. It's a portfolio builder. It's mm-hmm. something they do on holidays and weekends. And they have another thing that's paying them for a full-time job. And the opportunity to sell when your plugin gets large like that is probably really hard to deny. Yeah. You mean I have the plugin, I'm just going to sell it to another company. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I and maybe that's the exit this. process. This maybe I'll never money. build a premium business out of this. I'll just get it to be so integral that I become attractive to a larger brand. There's a lot going on. Like I think lots of folks create these plugins and they don't plan for the business up mm-hmm. front. So we talked about how maybe we plan for the business too early, but one of the downsides mm-hmm. is if you don't, yeah. you end up with like a complicated piece of software <clears throat> and then you say, now I'm ready to monetize. And you're like, mm-hmm. man, you know, it would really work is if this feature everyone gets for free yeah. was what people, that's what people really need. We've talked but about it makes sense to pay. that with payment gateways. Yeah. Like why did we put them all? Free, like it's wonderful. Yeah, that was like a competitive advantage yeah, early on. Now it's liability. Now, yeah, I mean, no, it's wonderful. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, so yeah, like 
it, and it's definitely bad in any kind of business like software or software, actually any kind of business, like you give, you're given something for free and then later like you charge for it. I was yeah. just talking to someone else. We we're, were reminiscing about how we used to give hosting for free to our consulting clients or like $25 a month. Yeah. And then when we unraveled our consulting business, we had tough conversations with at least a half dozen people who we were still hosting saying mm-hmm. like, all right, you were paying me $25 a month. Yeah. Here's what it's going to cost to host your website now. For a yeah. similar strength. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two hundred dollars for the server, yeah. and like a hundred dollars a month for the regular maintenance, and like a hundred dollars a month for this. It was like what we were charging twenty five dollars was like six hundred dollars worth of um, stuff. One because like we just did it really well, and we were able yeah. to, and like two because it was like a cost. It saved yeah. us time and energy. Yeah, yeah. We we decided like yeah, we made money on consulting, and we gave them really good hosting just to keep them happy, and so we didn't have to deal with bad hosts. So it's yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time in business where you're like, I wish I'd pay for this, and then it's a bad. It's hard to like. You got to be careful if you're just going to take stuff away. Right. I'm sure like that plugin's getting like one star reviews when you do stuff like that. Um, I think there's a way to do it gracefully and that's yeah. to <clears throat> deprecate hooks and filters and give yeah. recipes to keep doing something, you know. Especially if it's a new owner though. Like you're like, it, take, it takes time and effort to do that stuff, it right? Does. And you're like the new owner and you're, well, oh, here's the other, it's, it's valuable. So like that plugin that maybe mm-hmm. had a hundred thousand installs, yeah. not for, they weren't monetized. It wasn't valuable, monetized. but this other plugin that's in a similar space that has like a million installs is like, I already know how to monetize yeah. that kind of traffic. I'm just going to take your hundred thousand users, put them in my sales pipeline and get like, you know, 5,000 of them to sign up and make money. Mm-hmm. And like, you're the new owner. It's like, what's your, this might be booming. Oh yeah, right? probably. Yeah. He's a hands talker. What is like, <laughs> what, you know, what, it's going to take time and effort to maintain these old customers that really kind of weren't your customers, right. you know? And it's like, but sometimes I think, but man, I read some of the public, they're like, Hey, it's really hard to do this. And that's why we chose not to. I'm like, man, you're just doing lip service. Like yeah. just to have the balls to say, I actually don't care. This I just want it. to make money just, now. Yeah. Yeah. Like he kind of like, it's, it's almost like if you're going to use like kind of sleazy tactics, sometimes it's like, just own it. I think know? <laughs> I'm now at a place <laughs> where when I choose a .org plugin to integrate with, I sit there and I wonder yeah, what's going to happen to this is it going to get bought yeah. is the feature going to get stripped it, like it's also a, should i bother yeah. how do i maintain this you know i'm at that point with avatar plugins right now i'm also yeah. one got bought okay yeah. and i'm like well it's shoot should i core. just not even yeah i know it's eventually going to be in yeah, yeah um yeah but should we even bother working? integrate with anything uh, that we can't control anymore yeah like That's now i'm like is native better do you remember we tried to sell wine and it was like, oh, integrate with Amazon. Cool. And Amazon's like, we won't sell wine anymore. And it's like, well, there goes that business model. Or the Google do? Music search. And then, and then Google, we did, we like, tried to do wine through Google that. too. And then Google pulled wine out of their yeah. index and they're like, Shh. and then they shut down like this API service. And you're like, okay, Facebook famously like is always changing their stuff. Yeah. Twitter changed their API. They just released a new version of their API, but like, are people really going to trust them to use it? Cause they have a history of like reducing limits and features. Yeah. And I think in the WordPress space in particular, compared to those, like in the Facebook space, everyone just knows month to month, Facebook yes. might just delete your 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 product. If and you've like grown to be okay with it, yeah. you've grown to accept We've it, learned. it's a necessary evil. Yeah, Google might develop a competing product and just put it above yeah. the search results for you. Um, in the WordPress space, like people are a little privileged in that they assume they're using a plugin that's not going to change. Right. You know, and like it is tough, like what happens when people are sheltering features, but like, yeah, it's, you know, we also deal with customers every day. We're like, they're upset. There was an update and now something doesn't work. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, it's just custom code in this other thing you did. And they maybe don't have a respect that they have 
software from 50 different companies running right. on their website, powering like their sales funnel. And like, that's a big thing. And like, people feel like, Oh, it should be automatic and work all the time. And someone else is going to update it for me mm-hmm. and <laughs> make sure it never breaks. It's like people are privileged. But you know? the, the choices we make to integrate the, mm-hmm. the content we publish about integration when it relies on a third party, yeah, you know, staying relatively the same and not changing so much. Was there like, a big enough update? Do do? Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, you can give, like, a year advance notice. Be like, hey, we're going to maintain this as is. New stuff is coming here for, like, a year. This is going to work. And then, like, I'm giving you a heads up. You got to change. That's kind of, like, an open source respectful way. This, I like, couldn't find any docs about now. any of it. Yeah. And even, like, the Avatar one I'm thinking of. The, the one I'm talking about primarily was um, an affiliate, Google Affiliates. Or not Google Play, sorry, Google Analytics, sorry, yeah. plug-in. Um, for the Avatar one, the landing page for that purchased Avatars plugin now says, we've been bought, docs coming soon, mm. and all of their old docs are gone. So I feel like the same thing is going to happen, and they're going to yeah. say, like, hey, we don't we don't know what you're talking about. There wasn't a hook called that ever. Yeah. Like, you know. But for us, I think like buying plugins, I think okay. we got a couple ways. One is like a kind of diversification. So like we were saying like, hey, like the, if our business here is generating cash and we want to invest it, what do we do? Do we buy mm-hmm. stocks or something else? It's like one option I think is to buy a plugin that has some usage, but they didn't figure mm-hmm. out how to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And if our monetization scheme maps to it well, yes. just run it as a separate business and okay. be like, and we would supply, so it wouldn't integrate. We wouldn't be changing the software potentially. I don't think. I, I, I think I would. That. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I definitely want like remove features. I would want to, and we, you know, that's not really how we rolled anyway. Like we sold other stuff besides software. You know, around the software mm-hmm. is kind of like what I think is a good model for open source. Just from like a economic standpoint, is like if you know. That's like the like physics of we like to be able to software. tell our customers they're not our customer anymore and just use it. Yeah, that's on a your fun own. Thing too. You yeah. don't get to do that when you really. Yeah, if you if you ha- if deny you deny them, can point people to your GitHub repository to get the software yes. for free. Like if they ever complain about money or yeah. something, you're like, you hey, just use it for free. You know, like they're like you're you're too expensive. We're like we're actually zero dollars, and if you <laughs> don't need to like email us or get software directly from our servers, like go use it for free. Um, so that's like really powerful. It just shuts off like a you know, a level of complaint. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I could see us buying like a plugin that's kind of unrelated, okay. but like, oh, we can do the same kind of model where like we did installs and support and mm-hmm. kind of premium add-ons and sold it as one, one price and had a website that like can facilitate that and facilitate updates and support. And like, like it's funny, like we that we focus on like the core software and that now we're kind of building some updates into the reporting every once in a while on our support system. But both like the code that runs that and also like the process that runs that and kind of the knowledge of how to do it is like, that's kind of valuable. It's like you just yeah. plug in another plugin into that. Yeah. That's and kind more of like or less could be a business. Yeah. yeah. So fine. And a lot of times like the person who made that plugin, you're like, hey, do you want a job? Like, okay, I'll yeah. give you this much money and pay you this much a year to maintain it. And we kind of have some expectation that we can turn your 100,000 users into like $100,000 a year or something mm-hmm. um, or more. Depending, yeah, it's all different. So that's right. like one angle. Another one could be the kind of like, hey, this is kind of related to our business, so let's buy it, run it well, and send send those users into our membership site funnel. Mm-hmm. Like, just like I don't know if there's like you know, a horizontally a, flattened things a little bit. Yeah, like a, a download manager type plugin maybe is like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, like we have users who kind of need that. Let's buy that and then 
just run it well, but like promote our product or our mm-hmm. integration um, and see if that makes sense. So that kind of might make sense. But that yeah. then we would run into the case where it's like, oh, okay, it used to support WooCommerce and we're spending all our time supporting WooCommerce, but we bought this for PM Pro. That's yeah. how we make money. Like, why are we going to spend time fixing WooCommerce? I mean, I, we do that with our own WooCommerce plugin. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> they have, they're better about it lately, but they've had a couple updates that just like, yeah, we changed the name of that filter and we tried to, you know, it pass it along, but, but it didn't really do it. And it's like, it broke. Um, and like, why am I spending all this time fixing like the free WooCommerce plugin for WooCommerce users who are buying that to get around paying us? Right. For, <laughs> I'm like, they're only using our plugin because our plugin's free and the membership plugin for WooCommerce is not like, you know. But I think on on balance, should we try it? Should a we lot like of our customers find a buy few something? plugins that we want to consider. Maybe search for them. There is like um, an adopt a plugin tag on .org. For That's like weird too, isn't it? Yeah. Just Why? the like scoop out from under you. We could do that with the avatar. I think that is that only for ones that like just they haven't been able to contact the owner. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, hey, they like try and try and try. Yeah. Or or maybe I think an owner can put that tag in the oh, readme okay. and then they're opting like, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's anymore. as shitty as you think. It feels um, scary. It feels like on points plugins team could just take your plugin from you, but probably not. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. So know. David's idea about um, this, the end of meta, we can oh, ask questions. Um, I think th- that kind of model where yeah. like you buy add-ons individually or bundle, people feel like they're kind of nickel and dimed when you do that. Can we? A lot of companies that used to sell their add-ons individually, like are moved to like a one price package because, um, you know, people are like, I have to like, I mean, and WooCommerce yeah. hasn't moved away from that. But that's what people say. They're like, yeah. sure. WooCommerce is free. But I have to buy $2,000 in extensions to make it do what I want. Yeah. They feel kind of, they feel worse than if WooCommerce was just like, all right, thousand bucks for all of them or whatever it would turn out to be like on average potentially. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's interesting. They have to make decisions to make them the most money too, potentially, you know, whatever. We're kind of at a place where our most money making add-ons are going to become part of core anyway. Cause it yeah, makes that's, sense. That so we're tough. making yeah. like the, the it wrong is, it is tough. call. No, we should <laughs> talk right more call. about that. Like the open source stuff. I like, I like talking about that. Like, why I'll tell your mom not to watch that one. I think from traditional <laughs> business, yeah, again, it's like, oh, your popular stuff, that's what you pay for. But like kind of in open source, it's the opposite. It's like, oh, what's, what 80% of sites are going to need should be in the core plugin because everyone needs it, you know. Um, and like open source and like the GPL license has this. I said we should talk about it later, but I'm talking about it now. I have a funny thing about this. Anyway. My dad, when we hit 100,000 <clears throat> installs, oh, okay, he said like, I did some math, like, yeah. If you have a hundred thousand people, what are they all paying you? Like ten dollars a month? Yeah. That means you're making a million dollars a month. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not making. I was like, only like four thousand of those people are a customer, you know. And he was like, oh, because oh. yeah. open source to him, like. Yeah, it is weird. Is people are saying that like I, <laughs> when when I started doing like boosts, yeah. it's kind of like, what are, hey, what do you, what's your product? It's like, oh, it's a membership platform plugin for WordPress, yeah. and then they're like. Oh, like, but can I use it for free members or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, how do you make money? It was always like a second yeah. or third how question. How do you make money? You know, or like, what does it cost? It's always like, oh, that's cool. What does it cost? I'm like, it's free. Observe. And they're like, how do you make money? There's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. But I believe in like this free software that like yeah. the best software in a lot of cases is by being free and it used as much as possible mm-hmm. and getting as many people involved as possible while still having kind of like a good structure to make sure like, you know there's sanity around like how the software is built, but that's going to result in the best software. Guys, it's 1117. <laughs> and Isaac self stopped. 
Good job, Ed. <laughs> anyway, so freezing. We can't mute ourselves. It's live. No. We'll be done soon. We'll be done soon. <laughs> Are we done? So. Oh, you wanted to. Oh, we don't. Should we not talk about my bonus topic? We got into oh, some bonus topic? stuff. I'll oh, save it. it. Okay. No. Yeah, we need stuff to talk about next week, maybe. No name for the show. Did anything come to you while we were. No, and don't you name your name. Why? It works for me. <laughs> Does it work for you? It works for me. I was supposed to like tease that in earlier. Yeah, you didn't. It works for us. That would be a good name. That's my. That's playing on the. How could you work with your spouse? Oh my gosh, I can't stand. Them. What if we um, ask people? Let's just throw it out there and okay. like give someone a hundred dollar Amazon gift card or a hundred dollars to your charity your of choice. If we choose your name, okay. Everyone just tweet, you know, email back at us like a uh, good idea for our podcast name. Did I say bossy marriage last time? Bossy marriage, something like that. I don't know, married to my boss, married like bosses, something like that. Was the, hmm, bossy marriage? Married LLC. Bossy is like married becoming kind of like a negative we're not that term. married. Like that's not our. It's like a little edgy to being bossy. We're not what that married. Like we're not like all about being married. <laughs> okay. We're one hundred percent married. <laughs> no, I mean. It made like me, this uh, isn't we didn't talk about right. marriage at all. That's why like, I looked um, up like podcasts that are related, like husband and wife, and they're it's kind of like religious fix your marriage, okay, self help stuff. Or, We're not going to tell anyone or, how to fix their marriage. Or there's like quite a few. Tell um, us, no. Like the true crime podcasts, like oh, yeah. just a husband and wife randomly talk Shared about interests. murder and so, yeah, it's <laughs> like what and conspiracy theories. So it's like those are the two camps. So I think we're really filling a niche of like married couples, you know, talking about something different. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll still keep doing it. Yeah, it's fun. It's good to have it. It's a, good for us. Once we get a title, we can push. The hardest part has been um, withholding conversation yeah. for you because we noticed our first one, we had pre-conversed too much about the topics. And this one, we really tried to like, nope, nope. I think we did a little better. So it's, it's a little more. Organic. Yeah, it's not like showing a presentation yeah. describing what we talked about earlier. Except the nerd shit segment where I was just like. You were a little interested. It was not bad. Like you asked me about the thing. large hadron collider. <laughs> you don't have to. I was trying to not look like the clueless woman who doesn't know anything about uh, particles. I don't want to make you look bad. I just no, thought, I I thought it would be funny if I got nerdy for a moment. And you're just like, okay. I'm, I, you felt bad about not knowing what's a weed and what's a plant. So we're even. All right. All right. Cool. Don't say it works. We need a sign off too. I know. Signing off. See you next week. Thank you.